You are listening to Mining Stock Education, where you'll learn from the top leaders in the natural resource sector and uncover quality mining investment opportunities. And finding this one, the the Fredrickson, it's also very exciting because as as you will have seen in the news release, the the um, we have some great thicknesses. We average about 10 meters of thickness in three holes. We've only put three holes into it and uh, with really good high-grade massive sulfides. But, but one of the things to think about, and I put that in the release, is that when you, you, when you imagine the thickness of these beds, it's like mining a two and a half to three-story high building. That's the thickness of the bed. So you can build tonnage very quickly Thank you for tuning in to Mining Stock Education. I'm your host, Bill Powers. And I was thinking this week about something Ross Beatty told me about two years ago when I interviewed him in person at the Sprott Natural Resource Symposium. He said one of the things that he loves about the mining industry is its capacity and ability to make wealth for its investors. He said it's one of the few industries where you can spend $50,000 and that $50,000 of a drill hole might discover something worth a billion dollars. And that's how he's made his wealth. That's the reason why I invest in junior mining exploration companies. And one of those companies is a sponsor. It's Norton Crown Metals. Joining me today is its CEO, Pat Varis. He's a returning guest. If you didn't hear my first interview, I'll put a link to that in the show notes. But we're bringing Pat back on the show today because the company had some excellent results out this morning. So Pat, welcome to the show. And you've discovered a broken hill type deposit. And uh, we to understand the significance of these drill holes, we need to understand first what a broken hill deposit is. So walk us through that and talk about the significance of these holes, please. Sure, sure. Thanks for having me, Bill. So broken hill, uh, it's, a, it's a huge deposit in Australia. Um, it it, uh, it actually was the the birthplace of the of BHP Broken Hill Proprieties, or uh, the, you know the, the the huge multinational mining company uh, that is actually the biggest mining company in the world. Well, that's their birthplace. This is the deposit that put them on the map, and it's a huge deposit. It's uh, you know it, it, it's something like uh, two hundred eighty million tons of very high grade silver, about 150 grams per ton silver, and about 16% combined lead sink. But, um, you know, when you look at the history and the tonnage and the grades, and, you know, it's, it, it becomes, it's one of the most valuable deposits in the world, and it has a huge contained amount of metal. It's probably is the biggest holder of metal in the world. Uh, of course, it's been mined for 120 years, so a lot of that metal's been gone. But it's still been mined in its, its surroundings, um, you know, by 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 newer explorers. South 32 does a bit of mining in that area, and uh, so so we're very excited. Um, we're excited because, you know, we 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 knew or you know we've discovered a Broken Hill type deposit uh, that was mined, uh, in, you know, historically. It's called the Stolberg, and it's basically just south of our property. And that deposit, you know, um, had very good grades of about, uh, I think it's about 6.7 million tons that they mined out of there. But it's hosted in one of the hosts for Broken Hill type deposits. And there's very few of those around the world. Like, uh, you know, there's a few in South Africa. There's obviously a few in, in Australia and, and there's a couple in, in Sweden. And, um, but 
there's two hosts of those types of deposits in calx silicates, and I'm going to get a little technical, but hopefully not too technical, and also in something called banded iron formations. So why we're excited is because, because banded iron formations are magnetic. They're, they're magnetite. You can trace them by doing geophysics. So if you can trace them, you can do airborne surveys, detailed airborne surveys. You're going to know where those beds are because they are sedimentary rocks. And, um, and in fact, you know, all of these deposits, they're, they're called sedimentary accelerators. And so, so we're excited because, A, the mineralization is associated to these banded iron formations. And so we have something like 21 kilometers worth of, of these banded iron formations on our property. So that basically gives us a huge exploration blue sky. You know, there's probably a number of deposits to be found in that belt. And finding this one, the, the Fredrickson, it's also very exciting because as, as you will have seen in the news release, the, the, um, we have some great thicknesses. We average about 10 meters of thickness in three holes. We've only put three holes into it and uh, with really good high-grade massive sulfides. But, but one of the things to think about, and I put that in the release, is that when you, you, when you imagine the thickness of these beds, it's like mining a two-and-a-half to three-story high building. That's the thickness of the bed. So you can build tonnage very quickly. Um, and obviously, we're going to need to go back and really uh, uh, continue to drill, for sure. But, but very exciting results, good grades great thicknesses, and the fact that they're broken hill type deposits. The ones around the world, a lot of them are very large. They're, uh, in fact, there's not that many of them. You know, there's not many people exploring for them. And the one, but the ones that are out there are, are big deposits, very significant. So these holes uh, brought back silver, lead, and zinc, and they were about the true width, correct? What you reported was close to the true width? Well, yeah, the, the um, you know, I think we reported that they're about 90%. We're sort of being cautious, but reality is, is uh, we expected to drill these based on the modeling because we have a mine, a small mine on surface that was mined in the 70s, the, the Fredrickson mine. And that mine had, um, basically, we were able to, to look at some of the old maps from the mine and looked at some of the the old drilling, we compiled that into a model, into a leapfrog model. And then, so we projected this bed to continue down uh, in this direction. So we basically planned the hole so that we drilled them fairly perpendicular to what we thought we were gonna hit. And in fact, the thicknesses that we, 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 we eventually hit were not far from what we were modeling. So we're very excited because obviously uh, the modeling showed uh, remarkable continuity and um, and good grades, you know, similar grades, maybe a little bit higher or, or, or just about the same as that was mine in the mine. So you mentioned the potential with uh, the magnetics there. So it, it could get bigger, but what excited you most was just kind of identifying what type of potential we have here. Would that, would that be correct? Yeah, that's true. Well, well, we like the hits. Don't get me wrong; they're they're fantastic hits. You know, these if this thing has any size, this this could be you know a company maker. Um, because of the type of deposit, we're very excited because these things often tend to be very large. But also, 
it gives us this tremendous exploration trend that we can explore. Obviously, we need to go back to Fredrickson and, and continue to drill. And, and what we're excited about, too, is, you know, we drilled the first hole and we had a really nice head, about 10 meters. And, and, uh, and then we, we stepped out about 40 meters laterally along, along that. If, if you see that figure, it looks like a tongue. So we went sort of to the side of the tongue uh, at about the same elevation, and we actually hit a thicker unit, uh, 13.6 meters. So obviously what we need to do is continue to step out and, 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 and see if that is actually a sheet of mineralization rather than just the tongue that we model. The only reason that the, the, the leapfrog model models a tongue is because it only utilizes the information it knows. But that thing could continue and 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 of course, if the second hole along that trend is thicker, you would think that we have, that, that it's getting better, right? And so you can drill shallower holes, which means less expensive and possibly add tons versus having to go at depth. Absolutely. I mean, these holes were maybe 130 to 150 meters in depth, which is not very deep. And, uh, and it's wide open. It's actually open in both directions. Uh, and at depth, of course, it's wide open at depth. Uh, but right now, we don't we don't have to drill deeper holes. We just have to continue to march along the trend and, and see how far it goes. So, Pat, you said this could be a company maker. Market cap right now is lower than past years. You were looking at something like Canadian 15 million or something like that. So um, any forward-looking-ish statement you can make with this still uh, being within the realm of what the regulators want with what you see so far? Well, the, the, you know, the, the reality is that I've always believed that we were hugely undervalued. Uh, part of it had to do with marketing conditions in the last few years. You know, we were busy drilling and finding things and we were just not being looked at by anybody. And I think that now, uh, I think people are starting to recognize the value. You know, we did that financing uh, back in August, you know, at five and a half cents. And we've traded up to, you know, in the, in the recent past, up to 11 cents. Uh, I think that if these results don't get the stock much higher then then you know we just have to keep plugging but it is going to attract attention i think from the big companies um you know what we were drilling before probably targeted the mid the mid-tier producers those kinds of companies but this thing you know could eventually uh, attract some of the big players the bhps of this world and the next step would be um, drilling in a few months or financing first. Can you give us an idea of what we should expect next? Yeah, well, we'll likely have to do financing. Uh, and so we want to we wanna see some response to these results. Uh, and, uh, and then obviously go and, and raise some more money. And um, I know there's a, a number of investors that have approached us that like what we're doing. And, uh, and I think these results will give a lot of people the, the urge to, to invest and help us to continue to drill. And are you the 100% owner of this project? Yes, we are. Yeah, we own the Gunsberg project 100%. It does have a royalty. EMX has uh, a royalty on it and uh, of 3%, which eventually we could buy down to, to 2%. Uh, but they're, you know, they're one of our biggest shareholders and also 
one of our big supporters. You know, they've invested in us all along. And, uh, you know, we consider them a, a real good strategic partner. You also last week had some results from Astra Silverberg. You want to briefly briefly give us uh, your CEO thoughts on this? Sure. So Astra Silberg, it's, uh, you know, we had some good results. There, there were some good high grade uh, grades that came back from, from the drilling. Um, some of the widths were, were narrower, but that's the nature of VMSs, volcanogenic massive sulfides. They're irregular. They, they, can, they can be potty. They, they pinch and swell. So, you know, on any VMS project, you're going to hit some good. You're going to have a, you know, a few programs that are good, some that are not so good. I would consider these a little bit kind of on the neutral. I think there's probably a mine there, but you know, this is not going to kill it. It's not like it's, oh, it's finished. And uh, so I think they were okay results. And, uh, but really, I think the the, the bright lights is, uh, should be going to the Fredrickson project. It's in the same property, um, but we have several projects in the property. So, you know, that, 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 that we, we need to chase. You know, we already talk about the uh, the Val Val J and Lower J projects, and and that also is a VMS and uh, that that needs a lot of testing. But I think initially we probably want to concentrate on the Fredrickson, just because it's you know there's a good possibility that it it has more continuity, it has great thicknesses, so you could develop a deposit there fairly quickly. All right. To learn more about the company, go to NordenCrownMetals.com. It trades on the OTC and also on the Venture Exchange in Toronto. And I will link to both of all that information in the show notes. Pat, thanks for coming on the show and providing this update. Thanks for having me again, Bill. All the best. Thank you for listening to Mining Stock Education. Please subscribe and share this show with like-minded investors. Connect with us at miningstockeducation.com and sign up for our email list to stay in touch. Much success to you as you learn about, invest in, and profit from mining stocks. The mining business is one that generates gigantic wealth. You know, a good drill hole that converts might cost fifty or $100,000, and it might discover something worth a couple billion. There is no sector that I know of that has offered up as many predictable circumstances uh, where there was the possibility, certainly not the certainty, but the possibility of 10 for 1 returns as there is in small cap and micro cap mining stocks. Concomitant with that, if you don't do the work, or even if you do do the work and don't discipline yourself on the sell side, there are very few places in the world where you can lose as much money as quickly as in mining stocks too. I just started to study up on mining stocks and I just became fascinated because this is such a tiny sector and it's so volatile that either you could really, you could do really, really well or you could pretty much get blown out of the water really quickly. The mining sector is a very risky sector. It can take your money very, very quickly. Don't fall in love with stocks. Don't be overly confident and just do your work as best you can. Do your very best, but don't fall in love and don't get too overly confident because um, that's a recipe for disaster. I have met you know, professional retail investors that have made a tremendous amount of money on the junior mining space. Some of them aren't accredited, and they just they spend their days researching, talking to people, being on the phone, being pouring through financial documents, but it requires commitment.
This podcast is for informational purposes only and is not to be considered personal legal or investment advice or a recommendation to buy or sell securities or any other product. We make every effort to be accurate, but the information presented is not to be considered infallible. It may contain errors and we offer no inferred or explicit warranty. If personal advice is needed, consult a qualified legal, tax, or investment professional. Do not base any investment decision on the information contained on miningstockeducation.com, our podcasts, or videos. Make sure you always conduct your own thorough due diligence before investing. Realize that we may hold equity positions in or be compensated by some of the companies we feature and therefore are biased and hold an obvious conflict of interest. For our full disclaimer, please visit our website.